Alleluia, Christ is risen, he is risen indeed, Alleluia. It is a very great privilege to speak to you this Easter. For many of us this will be one of the strangest journeys through Holy Week to Easter we have known. We are all sorry not to be able to meet together in our churches. I am standing in my chapel in Bishop's House, celebrating this greatest day in the churches here with joyful music, beautiful flowers, Easter egg hunts, and above all the real and present joy reflected in one another's faces. And though these days will come again, we rightly feel them as a loss. I want to begin by sending a message of appreciation to all on the front line, our hospital chaplains, medical and nursing staff, together with many volunteers, those in key worker roles, and all those in our parish communities reaching out to neighbours and friends with Christian love and a spirit of service. I also think especially of those who are living on their own and perhaps isolated. For some of us today, this comes in the midst of great anxiety or sorrow. Some will know personally those who have fallen victim to the coronavirus. And in the same time, more of us have lost friends and relations to other causes, for death and sorrow come to us in many ways. We were all deeply saddened to learn of the death of Deepti Wickramasinghe, a curate of great promise who succumbed to cancer on the Thursday before Palm Sunday. Deepti, of course, was also daughter, mother, sister, friend to many. In the midst of life we are in death, and this is a truth we will not leave behind during our earthly pilgrimage through this fallen world. Mortality is our reality, and we know this all too well in this year of grace, 2020. Yet it is not the whole of reality, it is not the only truth, it is not the deepest reality, it is not the eternal truth. There is something deeper, older and truer yet, and this is what we celebrate at Easter. It turns the sorrowful truth inside out. In the midst of death we are in life. Our Gospel reading from St John today is set in a garden. It is to a garden that Mary goes early on the first day of the week, while it is still dark. The same garden near the place of crucifixion, in which, as we read in John chapter 19, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus had buried the body of the crucified Lord. In that garden, Mary Magdalene finds the stone rolled away from the tomb, and from the garden she runs to Peter. To the garden run both Peter and John at their different paces, the young John outstripping the burlier Peter, and from the garden they return to their homes, each with their own thoughts and reactions. It is in that same garden that Mary lingers, weeping in the midst of life, yet in death. Quite unsurprisingly, it is in that garden that Mary meets a gardener, and it is in the garden that this gardener speaks her name, and in the tone of his voice she knows at once, beyond all hope, that in the midst of death she is in life, that her Lord lives, 
that life overcomes death, that love outlasts hate, that joy goes deeper than sorrow, that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. This year I have been journeying through Holy Week with the people of St John's Angel Town, now in vacancy. At the request of their former vicar on Palm Sunday, I recorded the Stations of the Cross, which went out as a YouTube video and was thus also available as a resource for the diocese, or indeed strange to think anyone in the world with a broadband connection. The reflections and prayers were those which I composed some years ago for use on pilgrimage in the Holy Land, and which with over 30 curates from across the diocese, we used as we trod the Via Dolorosa in Jerusalem in Lent last year. The stations themselves were a series of full-scale sketches prepared by the sculptor Thoris Ray, who was commissioned to carve a series of stations for a church in Spain in the mid-1930s. The commission was never completed because of the Spanish Civil War, which broke out giving these powerful images yet a further resonance of loss and sorrow, deepened yet more as we reflect on the suffering of the people of Spain currently, where the death toll of Covid-19 has been higher than anywhere except Italy. To record the video, I set the stations out in a line across the garden at Bishop's House, and it was a very moving experience to pause and pray at each of them. A short pilgrimage, but an eternal pilgrimage, which one makes in company with all Christians and with Christ himself. What was particularly powerful for me, however, was to make this pilgrimage in a garden. For at the end of the pilgrimage we are still in a garden. In a garden, Christ is laid in the tomb. In a garden, Mary weeps. Peter and John wonder. In a garden, Jesus shows himself to us, superabundantly alive, though bearing in his body the marks of the Passion. During this time of restricted movement, when we have been encouraged to stay at home to protect the NHS, and save lives, those of us blessed with gardens have had a renewed sense of their significance. And across the diocese throughout South London and East Surrey, we are particularly blessed with many well-provided open spaces, woods and commons, and recreation parks. They are in abundance and we give thanks to our forebears for making them for our use. In the physical geography of Jerusalem, when you walk along the Via Dolorosa, up the hill from the site of the Praetorium, now of course punctuated with churches and monuments to the different stations, where you are walking to. Today, the end of the journey is the great dome of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, but that road used to lead outside the city walls to a garden. The Via Dolorosa ends in a garden, the garden is the end of the Via Dolorosa. Dear friends, we look for a time, and that time, beyond time, will come, when sentinels will call, come, let us go up to Zion, 
to the Lord our God. But that time is not yet. Today we live in the world, but not of it, in sorrow and anxiety that is real, and yet also in a deeper and wider reality that is neither sorrowful nor anxious. Be ye not anxious, do not be afraid. We live in the garden in which Jesus was buried, and in that other garden, the far side of the Kidron Valley, where he was betrayed and handed over to die, the Garden of Gethsemane. And we also live in that garden where Mary met her Lord beyond all hope. In the midst of life, we are in death, yet we have hope because the Lord is risen and that is our Easter proclamation of great joy. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.